Welcome to Voices from Freeze New York, brought to you by luxury fashion destination Matches Fashion. I'm Rebecca Siegel, Director of Americas and Content at Freeze, and in this series of bite-sized conversations, I'll be talking to experts and insiders to bring you the most important news, up-and-coming talent, and local insights from Freeze New York 2021. This year, the fair makes its debut at The Shed, the recently completed Culture Center in Manhattan. Even if you can't be there in person, the creatives I'm speaking to in this series will guide you around all the pulse points of interest and excitement in and around Freeze New York. In this episode, I'm talking to Antoine Sargent, the critic and author, who has recently been appointed as a director and curator for Gagosian. I wanted to find out from him about the things to look out for outside of the shed. Which art galleries, institutions, and events should we be watching out for in and around Manhattan? And what are some of the things we can do if we can't be there in person? Hi, Antoine. Congratulations on your recent appointment at Gagosian. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Tell me a little bit about what your first task has been as a director and curator for the gallery. Gallery. The first, the very first task was I helped put together, um, we did a Black History Month um, series of talks with different artists and cultural thinkers from David Ajay to the dancer Kyle Abrams. Um to Kevin Beasley and Jason and Alicia Moran, um, just a really sort of dynamic sort of thinking about sort of how history animates um, their different uh, practices. And so that was the first thing I did. We did that in February, which was great. Um, and then I helped sort of organize um, the conversation or the our, the gallery's um, response to the Sarah Lewis Vision and Justice uh, project that Freeze is doing. In terms of other things going on this coming May, either at Gagosian or elsewhere, are there certain shows, exhibits, moments that you're really excited about? This is the first moment back for so many people. That's, yeah, I mean, that's how I sort of feel. You know, speaking of like these sort of, we're in these, you know, after this long sort of difficult year, we're starting all to reemerge. And I'm really sort of excited that the art world, um, full steam ahead, you know? And so you, I was at the shed two weeks ago, actually. Um, my friend, the musician Kelsey Liu had the shed's first sort of live concert. I was there too. Yeah. Funny. So, um, <laughs> which was a beautiful concert. And I think I was just in shock, you know, in, in a way, but also it felt like necessary, a necessary new beginning. And so I'm excited to, you know, see people come to the city, obviously safely. Um, and um, d- around that time, I guest edited Art in America's issue. It's focused on new talent. It has people like Precious, um, who did a project for the issue, who's obviously won the Freeze Award, who's also doing a presentation at Freeze. So I'm excited about, um, about that presentation. For a number of museums, the last year has been particularly challenging, not just COVID, um, but addressing sort of how people are going to move forward, Mm -hmm. particularly after the BLM protests and particularly in response to wanting to sort of speak to audiences in a smarter, better, um, more respectful and more um, inclusive way that, you know, museums have had a a challenging year, to say the least. And I think from what you've said, you know, there's really a lot of optimism about sort of the way forward. Yes. Like, ultimately, people are optimistic about the work that they are doing, which I find sort of 
to be a relief, but um, we did just live through this last year, you know? And I think that we're still processing um, and we'll be processing sort of um, what is possible um, in terms of a museum and in terms of a gallery, in terms of an art fair, in terms of sort of what creative expression looks like going forward, right? I think there's been some really un uncomfortable conversations that we should have been having for a very long time that sort of kind of broke into the open um, that I'm glad we're having now, but that doesn't make them any less uncomfortable. Um, and so I guess I guess my reading was optimistic because they were willing to engage. And I think that the fact that people are still, despite this year, the death, the destruction, um, the, the sort of reconfiguration of our lives, um, the real loss, you know, that people are still trying to find a way to show up and engage. And I think I personally find that ultimately optimistic. Have you had a chance to go see any of the exhibitions that are just reopening in New York or continuing to open across the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I saw Precious's show um, at Performance Space, which is just an incredible installation. Um, really ambitious, really... I mean, it was a sort of perfect... I was saying this the other day, um, that it's a perfect sort of um, metaphor for the moment because you walk in and there's this sort of ash that sort of evokes death sort of, you know, coming down... And then there's this sort of, you know, makeshift, like, uh, flow of water, and you have fish, and you have crickets, and you have lizards, and you have all of this life sort of happening there. And so I think that, like, there's this real sort of, again, metaphor for what we've gone through, right? There's almost this rebirth, you know? There's almost this sort of um, idea of regeneration, right? And a part of, you know, if you're thinking about regeneration, there's death. And then there's birth, right? And so I think that that is happening in that gallery space. And so I saw that. Um, I saw the Julie Marantu show, which is excellent. Um, I also, what else have I seen? I've seen. Did you swing to Dawood Bay when you were there? I have not seen Dawood Bay, but I'm writing about Dawood's work for the New York Group of Books, and so I, I'm, I'm going there tomorrow actually, um, and probably a few more times. I was say. <laughs> Several more times. Um, so I'm going to spend mm -hmm. a lot of time. Um, with that exhibition over the next uh, couple of weeks. Oh, Grief and Grievance at uh, the New Museum, um, which was a really sort of uh, challenging exhibition. Um, I've also uh, went up to the Met to see the Alice Nill show. Um, I saw the reopening of Salon 94, which is not a museum, but it might as well be. I mean, how big that... I mean, it's just a, a fantastic... Um, um, uh, exhibition space. Um, and uh, yeah. And so th those are the things that I've, I've seen most recently. There was a show at Bartolami, a group show with Eric Mack and A. Walrisku and others. There was a Jason Moran show, um, of drawings that he did. Or, at Lauren Augustine. Yeah. Lauren, yeah. Which was also just, uh, really sublime. And then Friedrich we Weston show. Um, he, was a uh, black queer artist um, who worked sort of in collage and photography and um, just a really sort of, it was a pop-up space, I'm forgetting the name, but it was right next door to uh, Laurie Augenstein and um, just a really fantastic sort of uh, uh, survey of his work. Very sort of um, personally, I am a sucker for photography. Mm -hmm. And it happens to be the thing that, you know, it doesn't matter where it is yep. or who is making it. I will go see yep. a great photo show. Do you have a thing where you're just sort of like 
you know, break my heart. This is the thing that I absolutely love and will sort of seek out no matter what. I did a photo book, New Black Vanguard, um, that um, that show opened, actually. Um, that show's been traveling uh, for the last two years. It came out of the, the, the book, um, which, for those who don't know, it's sort of a um, survey of young black photographers who are working between the space of art and fashion. Um like Tyler Mitchell, like A. Walariscu, like Ronel Madrino, um, Aria Bob Willis, um, et cetera, et cetera. And so during the middle of the, you know, in March, um, that show opened in in Qatar um, at M7 Museum. And so that's one, not to plug myself, but that's one show. I guess I'm just more interested in sort of, I've always been sort of attracted and written about and curated shows around sort of young black artists. And so whenever there's a show up, I always try to see it. I'm like, I'm trying to see everything. If someone says there's an interesting show, I'm Good trying thing. to see it, you know. For people who are returning to the city for the first time in a long time, yeah, yeah, which is something, you know, to be excited yeah. about, but also, you know, the city has changed. Yep. Is there any advice or sort of one thing you would tell people that they should know? There, you know, what's been sort of interesting is that there's a new energy here. And what I mean by that is that, you know, I was, people are opening new galleries and people are in Manhattan. In Manhattan, and and people are, and this is not sort of yes, you have the established dealers who are doing that, but you also have young folks and people who were like, now it's my, I worked at a gallery, I want to do set off on my own thing, and so I would say just see some of the the sort of new independent sort of galleries that are popping up, and some of the new spaces because there are things that have popped up, believe it or not. Um, over the last few months. And people are really sort of, I think, um, taking an opportunity to say like, okay, we just went through this really sort of traumatic moment. Um, I really want to open a gallery or I really want to sort of open an art space or I really want to show this artist. Or I really, so the art has been in some ways incredible in the city and in, in ways that it, you know, like hasn't in, in a really long time. And so the shows from the gallery shows to the museum shows to the project space shows um, have just been incredible. Just has really been incredible. And I think that um, see as much as you can, you know, while you're here and, you know, go to some of those unexpected places. Having to have to, you know, be in the city and commit to the city, I think has made um, creative see the city in a lot of different ways. And it's not just, you know, um, it's not just um, art spaces that have opened. I know that I have, you know, I'm friends with Emily Bodie, um, the fashion designer, um, young fashion designer, and she opened her shop right before the pandemic. Was like, everyone's like, what are you doing? Who's opening retail? You know, like, like meaning that everything had gone online and, and it's now become such a hub um, in Chinatown for a lot of different, you know, people. I see artists, you know, out there. I see uh, designers. I see editors, fashion editors, art editors, um, and she opened a tailor shop right next um, to it. And it's just be, it just seems that people are in the streets again in a way that feels really New York. Well, I'm very excited to see your upcoming projects, and we will certainly log in online to freeze.com to get a look at Dan Cullen's project and, and hear more about that work with Vision and Justice. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Voices from Freeze New York. Please hit subscribe to receive future episodes and share it with anyone else you think might enjoy. 
To find out more about Matches Fashion and Freeze, head to MatchesFashion.com or join the conversation online by searching for at Matches Fashion, at Matches Under Dash Man, and at Freeze Official.